We'll do it live. Okay. Fucking thing. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Right. Fuck it. So what is going to be the topics today? Well, it was a split one because originally you said the Federal Reserve, but you can't go into the Federal Reserve without understanding what a central bank is. Yeah, and, and not that too, but a lot of people need, need to understand some basic economic terms, and nobody really does. That's so. what we're here for, though. That We're here for you, people. We're here for you. So this this is going to be Econ 100, not 101. Not done. This is where we're going to pretend that you guys just came out of the fucking birthing So this canal. is where they're still eating the crayons. They're going to color next time. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with some basic terms, and then after you guys get some understanding of basic terms in R for finance and different and different things with that are relatable to what the topic is, we're going to roll into the Federal Reserve and central banking. And a truly special moment, the mullet has returned for another show. Oh, a fucking mullet. <laughs> Welcome back, mullet-proof cocktail. <laughs> yeah, so since we're starting with the econ basic class 100, uh, we're going to start with some words and understand what these words are. Explain to me like I'm Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Let me get you a small see? kid and I'll put him with some cologne and put him in front when of they you. Rub my that leg means we hair. just gotta turn our back and pretend we don't hear. Yeah. Someone spoke to me. It's just my dick, son. I mean lighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first word, the first word is uh, microeconomics. Microeconomics. Yeah. So it is a branch of economics that studies the behavior in individual firms in making decisions regarding the allocation of scarce resources. The interactions among these individual firms. So when you hear someone use macro microeconomics, it's more of a detailed look into individuals like people, how they spend money, how they go about spending money, um, save money, how, how small businesses spend money, save money, how they saving money. It's it's more of a people's patterns. You're looking at people's it's, patterns. It's Their it's a, it's a detailed inspection into how people operate economically. I wonder what that spreadsheet looks like. Big old uh, dot matrix motherfucker that takes a year to go through. Super complex, man. I'll bet it is. Dude. Yeah, because as you change in life, your spending habits change. Absolutely. So it's super complex. Or, you know, you go into a lockdown and suddenly your spending habits are completely different than they were a year ago. Your old power's up, but my vacation's down. So the the next the next term is going to be macroeconomics. Which is more external look? Yes. Yeah, so is a, pran- is a branch of economics dealing with performance, structure, behavior, and decisions, making of an uh, economy as a whole. This includes regional, national, and global economies. So it's when everything starts to tie together. So instead of looking at just me, you'd now be looking at me, my neighbor, my other neighbor, maybe the county I live in, and how everybody's... You're you're starting to compile this stuff together. Oh, so it's like the herd movement. Yeah. And I that would make you you might maybe you end up studying different countries, how different countries spend money. How would how would Argentina spend money compared to people in the U.S.? What are they buying? Why would that be helpful though? If you're marketing. Oh, okay. So, so this is marketing, the devil. Okay, well, gotcha. not not so much the devil. Marketing <laughs> is good in the sense it helps you find point the things you want. It might it might incentivize you to buy shit you wouldn't buy normally, but it also helps you find the things that you want to get. Fun. Well, I think some of the aggressive marketing in the U.S. is like is what actually pulled us to this hell Sex that we're living in. Sells it does sell, but it makes people incredibly stupid too. Yeah, if you see a hot beaver on a Lamborghini, you're like, fuck yeah. I want a Lamborghini so I could get hot pussy too. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I want the uh, I want the pussy magnet <laughs> how, do how you much say the pussy, the pussy magnet? 
<laughs> so it doesn't work if you got no game you ain't getting the bitch if you got that car i'm sorry but th these are some basic understandings that people need to know that don't know the terminology and how how so when you hear people on mainstream television talk these are some of the words they they use but a lot of people don't know the context or how they relate you watch a lot of those uh the shows huh with all the numbers going up and i down, fuck it i watch the markets but i don't Sometimes you get wrapped up in them and you watch them, but you don't really understand what's going on. I used to That's watch really it every morning just to try and see if after six months if I could see a pattern of what was correlating with what they were talking about with how busy I was going to be at work. There could be some correlation. To uh, it's it's like a 24-hour thing. So what happens today, tomorrow might affect, or maybe a couple yes. days down the road. So the, the next word will be inflation. In economics, inflation is a sustained increase in the general price level of goods and services in an economy over a period of time. So this is a critical thing to understand. So the we're going we're going to delve into the Fed, but the Fed has a mandate of 2% inflation every year. So if you understand what inflation means, the Fed has a mandated goal and it is and it's higher than 2%, but their stated goal is that the economy needs to the move up 2% in price cost every year. 2%. 2%. So every dollar is now a dollar or two. Less than that, two. Or, it's, or it, going the other way, ninety-eight. Yeah. It ha you you have ninety-eight percent purchasing power compared to the hundred percent. Okay. So sorry, but, I got all positive. That's but my but but the, but the heel. but the main reason that happens is when you're spending money and you're spending money because we don't actually have this money, so we need to generate tax revenue. So if you if you cost if the cost of things goes up, everything's a tax percentage on the cost of things. So every year, if you have a two percent goal, you're making two percent more tax revenue. And it compounds oh. 2%, 4%, 6%. You have a compounding effect. And realistically, the CPI index, if you look at the true one, the, the Chaplin, it's actually like 6% is going up. So every year we have about 6% inflation. So it's 6%, 12%, 18%. It compounds fast. Yes. That's but, why That's why like the dollar menu is now you, garbage. You, you can't just yeah. look at 2%. It's compounded. Compounded. People don't understand compound. So it's not just 2%. It's 2, 4 I mean, right. You got to include the percentage from yes. last time too. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just two, and then it's another two. It's like no, the two from last time now adds, so it's four. Yes. And then now that's eight, and then now that's sixteen. So if if you wonder why candy bars costed ten cents back in the the seventies and eighties, and now they're about three dollars for a candy bar. Oh, I remember when Jolly Ranchers were a dime, dude. Less than that. It okay, was, I it, don't remember when they were. Less yeah, than, it, I remember it, when they were like dime. a quarter. <laughs> a quarter would get you like five. Yeah, <laughs> and then a the quarter store guy was the original slinger. Yeah, and then the quarter would get you like two Chico sticks. Oh no, shit! Nachos were a dollar twenty-five. It's not that it costs more to produce it necessarily, right? It's, it's just a dollar's worth less. It's worth less, yeah. Yeah. You so have, if you're you a have, saver, you're you're fucked. Yes. See, that's why you're I don't fucked. believe in like the whole. Oh well, when you're sixty-five, you put away all paid into the system. It's all that's gonna fuck you in the long run anyway. Yeah. So if you put away two hundred fifty thousand now, say if I would have retired but, in nineteen fifty, I'm good. But see, back in the day. Economy was the economy of the U.S. was built on capital saving, because we weren't inflating the inflation. We didn't start inflating the money supply until like the '80s when we went off the gold standard. That's because we started printing money with nothing back in the money. Mistake number one. Mistake number one, big time. Wow. So Agreed. the, the next terminology that we need to cover is deflation. In Wait, economics, does that ever happen? It happens, but the government doesn't want it to happen. All right. Definition. It, it's deflation is forced from the market. The market's telling you. Oh, that's what you well, were talking about before. The natural natural yes. occurrences, the highs and falls. The, the deflation is a natural cycle, but no one wants to have it because there's it's it's painful. Now they're three hundred and fifty million would be worth more. Why wouldn't they want it? Because if you have a lot of debt and you go through deflation, that debt's hard to manage. Oh, 
Yeah, think about it. So if you're a central bank and you owe, you have like $10 trillion on the balance sheet and everything's expensive, so you're making decent tax revenue and you're hopefully in the future going to pay off the debt we have, and all of a sudden you go through deflationary phases, so that means cars cost less, goods cost less, houses cost less, what happens to your tax revenue as a, as a country? Well, it goes down, but you think people like, so now instead of buying just the car, now I'm going to buy the car, the TV, and a new microphone for the studio. You think that would happen, but what happens during deflationary cycle too? There's a lot of hardships, depressions, people lose jobs, businesses oh, close down. Oh, because of what causes deflation. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's, okay. it's, so it's a, not all rainbows it, and puppies and shit. But it's a natural cycle that needs to occur. But we're trying to sustain it off. To pretend like life is always on the no, internet? because if if, <laughs> if we let it fall down, we can't service the debt that we have on the balance sheet on the federal government. Oh my God! It sounds like somebody kicked the can pretty far down the road. Yeah. So. So basically, um, deflation in economics, deflation is a decrease in the general price level of goods service, and services. Deflation occurs when the inflation rate falls below 0%. Inflation reduces the value of currency over time, but sudden deflation increases it. So deflation actually helps your purchasing power as an individual. So inflation hurts what you're able to purchase and, and, if, you're, and if you're saving. But if you're saving, we go through a deflationary cycle. Your money gets a lot more bang for its fucking buck. And That's what excites me. I'll tell you. I'm excited about yeah. that. So the, uh, deflation has positives and negatives. But it's, it's a, a cycle that needs to happen so we can clear up some of the debt issues we have. It's, mm -hmm. how, it's how debt gets cleansed and companies that need to go bye-bye get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, that's something that ever since we discovered that even on the show and like I kind of unpacked that part, that's something that I never really realized we were missing. Now I'm excited for it to happen. These people that have a shitty product, i.e. the banks that fucking Big O fucking bailed out, should have fucking yeah. collapsed because they, they did the have. wrong fucking thing. Well, think of it like this. This is a good example of understanding the boom-bust cycle, mm -hmm. and, it, and you use natural examination in the process. So think of a forest. Forest is growing rampant. Like Huge. a weed. Not, not just rampant. Like it's taking off. But may, maybe this forest is happening in this, in this expansion where there's a river, and there's always this constant rain cycle, so they never went through a drought. So what happens when this forest just gets massive and it's got so much that the amount of water flowing in isn't really enough to sustain it. So it's just barely limping along. Then all of a sudden this forest get, gets its water supply cut off through a drought cycle. Okay. What happens? There's fire. There's going. There's guaranteed. To Not just fire. All the, all the vegetation dies off. It gets pulled back. So the whole the whole cycle of that the ecosystem is going to. Yeah. But suffer. but after. But so then, then you go. Then you fast forward two seasons. So now you got a lot of the dead vegetation kind of pull itself back and whatever live, live, which is stronger now. And yeah, now, but straight up fucking but, it, but it presents new opportunities for new plants to grow were the ones that died. Right. It's the same thing with like the devastation of like a forest fire. That's why I was thinking about that because all the ash just puts all the nutrients back down into the ground. Yeah, volcano is a prime back. example of that. Yeah, yeah. And everybody thinks, oh, it just brings death. Well, yeah, but it also brings life. That's the cycle of things. That's, that's, but that's, people, people got this idea that we should never go through an economic cycle. It's like, do you understand anything about natural cycles? There, you have an overexpansion and then you need a contraction. You can't get around this. We can, we can game it and bullshit it for a long time, but at the end of the day, Reality comes home to roost. Well, that's. I'm glad you actually used the forest analogy because I was thinking about this earlier where people have moved away. Like the Native Americans, a lot of their beliefs are um, understanding nature. The cycles of nature are also in your life. And like what you just said, great analogy. And that's nobody can visualize that anymore. And th but that's a good one. It's a great one. Th really th think understand. about the field out. Like, th think of it like this. Okay. We go through winter, rains like a motherfucker. Say you have a field next to the side of your house and that thing's booming. Booming. It's booming because it's a lot of water being dropped. 
What happens when summer comes to that goddamn field? It's going to turn brown and be all bad. And what happens? Shit dies. Yeah. Yep. The little bunnies that were in there no longer. Yeah, they move to better places where there's better oh, opportunities. Yeah, what is that? Like that creek over there by the library, dude. That that bunny population has grown and shrunk more times than I can count in the it's, last twenty years. It's a natural cycle, though. But yeah, nobody nobody messes with them. Those are wild rabbits. Some years you're like, oh man, there's only six. Other years you're all, let's not play down there. We're gonna get it overrun by rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason the Fed was created, right? To keep the perfect balance. It, it in the, theory. In, the, in theory. Yeah. yeah. Which there's there's truths to that. So the, the Fed was designed to make an elastic that's money supply. And we'll, we'll, we'll break that. We'll tease that apart more once we get into it. But that's that's the boom-bust cycle. The Fed was put in place to kind of, when, when times get tight, make the interest rates low. And w- when times are good, you raise the interest rates. So they pad it. They kind of yeah. soften, they soften the cycle. Not soften it, but they do what they need to do. So if times are amazing. Offset? Not offset, make it elastic. It's The terminology is elastic. elastic. So when everything's good... That's when interest rates can be high, because the economy is moving good. We can have higher interest rates. It 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 keep it makes people want to save. They have more capital investment. There's a lot of pros for capital investment. And then when we go through a, a bust cycle, we start dropping interest rates to allow more lending into the market to try to ease the, the crash. Okay, that so, makes sense. So the next so, the so ne- far so good. That doesn't sound like a bad guy at all. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> So the next the next term that you guys, everybody needs to be aware of is currency. Currency, an agreement of people. What? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way you could put it. But so currency is the medium of exchange of goods and services. In short, it's money in the form of paper or coins, usually issued by a government and generally accepted at its face value as a method of payment. So understand what I just said, at its face value. So if the dollar, so. What's the face value of a dollar? It's paper. It's a dollar. It's paper. Nothing. It's nothing. It's fiat currency. It's fiat. The dollar, yeah, we, we, we all agree that the dollar is worth this much. But if the Fed has a goal where they're inflating the money supply 2%, so you lose 2% purchasing power every year, what's the face value of your dollar? So if we've been inflating the currency the, the, the currency 2% every year, so the dollar's been losing 2% every year, what's the face value of the dollar? Well, you'd have to look it up on the index, right? It looks like <laughs> shit if you look at it. Oh, yeah, I know. But the, the cur- currency, when you talk about the dollar, you got to remove the word money from the equation. It's currency. It's how we're exchanging our productivity. It's how, the, it's how product, productivity flows like a current through, the, through, the, through a country. Well, isn't that what it is? We actually talked about that before, where yes. like the money is what you exchange your time and labor for yes. productivity. Your energy. So You're that's exchanging where, your energy. Actually, I had to explain that to my daughter today because she was arguing with us. And I'm like, dude, stop with like arguing that the minimum wage needs to go up. It will. It has to because they keep printing money. The value of it is going down. Not, not, not so even, it's a political tool. Not even so much of printing money. They have, a, they have a stated goal on the Federal Reserve's website of a 2%. It's on the Federal Reserve's website. They have a stated goal of 2% every year. It's on the fuck. It's like getting emails from a raper going, see you at 830. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you, your, your productivity is worth 2% less every year. Oh, fuck. That's what that means. And if you hear the target goal of inflation is 2% every year, your productivity, your energy, your time invested is worth 2% less so if I add up and remember, I feel like I feel like if I add that up to the last 20 years, I am working. And remember, that's compounded. Oh God! You people don't understand compound. Compound is very critical. It's not just two percent. 
It's 2%, 4%, 6%, 10%, 12%. No, wouldn't it go 2, 4, 8, 16? No, because you're, you're attacking an additional oh, it's two. it's just on, two. Yeah. Okay. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Okay. So you're compounding it. So all of a sudden you're getting to this point where your productivity is worth 100% less than it used to be. We're just slaves to the system. Actually, that's in my notes, but we'll get, we'll get to that later. So usually issued by government payment in the 21st century, a new form of currency was entered into the vocabulary, <clears throat> the virtual currency. Virtual currency. Is that like your debit card. You can just mm. I, you you can just transfer money around wirelessly and and, and this wire which to each I other. always thought was cool. I mean that's it's it's really convenient. Well, it's easy if you're a central government to print money now because you don't technically have to print it. You just put zero at the end of the value. Yeah, that's what they're so saying. So if you had ten dollars, you now have a hundred. If you have a hundred dollars, you now got a thousand. Well, isn't that that's a isn't lot of that like convenient. what the Federal Reserve does? A lot of times, banks will borrow the money into an existence, and it's nothing but a mouse click and authorization, and boom, yeah. there's another hundred at grand zero, circulating at zero percent interest. Yeah, here we go, boom. There's another hundred thousand that's been bled into existence. Congratulations, and it's got to be paid back with interest. But if you borrowed that hundred thousand no, into no. fucking, we pay back with interest. The banks get right now, especially right, right now, now, they get zero. Yeah, they have a zero percent rent lending rate. But see, if there was like a finite money supply, and you borrowed a hundred bucks. That didn't exist before, but now with interest you owe one hundred and five dollars. That five dollars doesn't exist yet, so how could you ever pay it back? You don't, and that's that's very true. So if you under, if you understand gold and a lot of these guys that understand bonds, and they explain how that works, now you're stuck in this cycle of always paying back. There's always this five percent that's floating in the system. So now that's <clears throat> credit. So the way that credit disappears is through a deleverage cycle. That actually gets erased in the process because you have defaults. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't and know if that bankruptcies makes and shit. And yeah. Oof. Yes. Man, that's a slippery slope. Th- and that's what gets scary. People don't realize when the government borrows money, they're stuck now in a constant loop of always trying to pay that back. And the, the only way they can do that is by taxing us. So the government can't actually pay debt back, but it requires them taxing us to make that happen. But when you tax your citizens, you remove the, the economic mobility in the system. So, like, right now, what are we getting the, are we getting the payroll tax removed? No. No. It deferred until next year. Okay. It's so what you, happened you, you if they said it. deferred, but originally it said holiday, which a holiday yeah. is, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you owe it? Like you owe it, you just, you're deferring it till next year. So next year you got to pay for two years of taxes. Whoa. So if you lose your job, if you lost your job and you're planning on being able to get your job and pay it back, then you could defer it till next year. I ain't doing that. But that's known. Fuck oh, that. Fuck that. You're playing with fire. Yeah, the government is just going to take Trump your said ass. if he gets elected, he'll, he's going to absolve it. But there'll be a forgiveness thing. Yeah, yeah. forgiveness. Well, if they're going to forgive student loans. They better get rid of our fucking taxes we're paying. No yeah, shit. Exactly. <clears throat> I agree with that. So this lends right into the next uh, term: fiat money. Fiat is a currency established as money, often by government regulation, but that does not have an intrinsic value. Fiat money does not have use value and has. Value only because of a government, only because the government maintains its value, or because parties engaged in exchange agree that it's, it's that it has value. Pe- people okay, aren't, that's what I was saying earlier. People aren't taught what what fiat money really means. Fiat money meant something back when we were on the Bretton Woods standards, and all our dollars were backed by gold. And people still got this idea that we with our dollars still tethered to gold. It's not. It's weird. A lot of people actually it, it do think it's backed by gold. It hasn't been since seventy one. It's backed by nothing. We we broke. So, well, not true, but oil. so, well, that may be in other countries, but not in yeah. ours. 
But um, it's back by our social security numbers. But it's we labor we, that well, we, will we forced. Uh, we'll get into them more. We'll, <laughs> this one. This is where it starts to unravel. Yeah. This is where the whole idea of fiat money falls on its fucking face. So the next term is hard or real money. Is a term often used to describe a funding stream originated from a government agency or other organizations. Also circulating currency whose value ties directly to the value of a specific commodity is known a, as hard money. So there's a couple different ways you can do hard money. You can tie it to gold. Gold doesn't have a lot of industrial use, but it has a built-in productivity value. And we, I've talked about this before. You have a cost to get it out of the goddamn ground. Yeah, how so much you, earth moved per pound of gold? Yeah, equipment, a lot of other factors. In a lot of other countries, like you guys, you guys talking about the petrodollar, they tether too. But the petrodollar is fucked because if another country has a giant oil reserve, what do you think it does to your petrodollar? It drops it, right? Yeah. because That was happening with Saudi Arabia and Russia, right? Well, that was, and not that, but they, 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 they hurt us in the process of that. We, we didn't yeah, really yeah. hurt them. Because for us to produce shell oil here that we get out of the ground through fracking – is way labor intensive. I mean, we had the we had the horizontal drill. We had to cap the wells. There's a lot of work. Russia and Saudi Arabia, they just stick a, a straw on the ground and start pumping oil out. Yeah, they let, they don't care who dies. They don't have well, not, not that, but they they don't have to go through fracking to get it. Their oil oil pockets are easy to access. Oh, ours are like way under these uh, and, 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 and under these plates, like slate and shit. And yeah, yeah, and we we got to go into an angle. And we got and we got to refine it, and it's not really dense oil, so we're limited what we can do with it. We have to blend it with Venezuela oil. We got to do a lot of stuff to, for the oil that we produce here. Oh wow! So all that hoopla about the strategic reserve is like, yeah, it's a lot. No, it's bullshit. And it's I, not this big. And actually, mine. a lot of people probably for the last ten years lost their ass in, in investors in pension funds. Pension, you go, if you are a California employee on a pension fund, you are fucked and you don't even know it. The guy who was running the California pension fund, he's leaving the U.S. because they were trying to fucking put his ass on the griller because he's been fucking falsifying a lot of the fucking earnings on the pension funds. Oh. So a lot of pension funds, since interest rates are low, they can't make the return. So now they're in the risky parts of the market. They're in equities, which is a stock market. There's no returns that are wow. stable. They put a ton of money in the shell because they were feed, fed a lot of bullshit back in the day. And all the <laughs> all the shell industries are crumbling in the U.S. because it's there's too many people doing it. So there needs to be a constriction of people doing shell oil to make it profitable again. But no one wants to do it because we want to, we want to keep the shit going. I, I'm trying struggling to try and think of the California employees that I feel bad for. I have none. The DMV employees? Quit fucking voting. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? I'll, I'll take that back. I feel bad for law enforcement, and I feel bad. Okay, yeah. I'll go with that. Law and enforcement. I, so, so like, fuck teachers. I'm a, I'm, I'm, quote me today. What is it? Nine. Eight, nine, 20. <laughs> fuck teachers. And your There union. you go. Universities, preschools, y'all fucking suck. If you guys went away, I wouldn't give a shit. Brought to you by Blue Collar BS. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighters, important as fuck. Law enforcement offers important. All the, all those necessity things that uh, that keep us from choking each other and burning our shit down. Very important. Performing CPR with yes. OD, you know, whatever. Yeah. First responders. Yeah. I will pay. Dude, they're, they're valuable. Because, okay. I hate when people use those as a benchmark for like, you. that's why you want socialism. No. No, because then you get death of Stalin. <laughs> I have no problem paying. You're the best. I'm not the best. See. I have no problem paying my tax dollars for those for privileges. Where you actually get something from it. It's yeah. When you said privileges, it's like it's a privilege. You're these are a right. They're not rights. No. I mean, even you can put even your own. You, 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 libertarians you, agree. They everyone agrees with law enforcement and 
I, I don't agree with some of the stuff they do. Yeah, yeah. And but a lot of stuff they do isn't on them. It's the the, the politicians yeah, raining down the laws and and forcing them to be really broad with what they have to involve themselves with. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's keep moving. Moving on. Next one, bonds. Bonds, yes. And this where it gets a little weird because this is how we actually used to pay for things. So. Oh yeah, when they sell war bonds and shit. Just bonds in general, not even war. Not even in even when you're not in a wartime. And you, when you want to increase the debt ceiling, you issue more bonds and you have, but the thing is Americans used to buy a lot of the bonds. Then we start selling them to foreigners, other central banks around the world. China. China has China. a, China has a fuck ton of our bonds. Japan probably has the most amount of bonds. I think we owe China over a trillion dollars in bond money. <laughs> so if they came to collect. Ch Japan wouldn't do that because we have a decent relation with I Japan. don't know. I, I feel like a Robotech or something is going to come out of the ocean one of these days. It was like, ah, I knew they were doing <laughs> Pacific this. Rim. Pacific yeah. Rim style. You'd be like, oh, look, it looks so, like Master Chief, but giant. So bonds. In finance, a bond <laughs> is an instrument of an of indebtedness, indebtedness. Indebtedness? Yeah, of a bond issuer to the holders. So the issuer would be your bank. The holder would be whoever bought it from the bank. I bought a $500 or, bond. Yeah. Why? What am I going to do with it? Is a piece of paper that sits in my safe? Hold See, on to but, it for but, but you know what? Back in the day when your money didn't get inflated every year, 2%, uh -huh. and you bought something that yielded 4%, so you made 4% on a currency that was stable as fuck. Oh, so you hold on to it for 20 years? Boom. No, boom. not even that. What's, what's well, it, you, 4%, I mean, that's not going to... That's a lot of money when your currency doesn't get inflated. You, yeah, you're right. You right. Gotta I've been broken by society. Yes, so you got to remove bonds or worth something when you don't have a guaranteed inflation rate. That's why they're critical. So if your inflation rate's two percent a year, and you're going to hold a bond for five years, what do you, what kind of return would you want to incentivize you to buy that? A lot more. Ten percent. Ten percent. I want ten percent every year. So if it's ten yeah. percent every year, but you're going to lose two percent on that ten percent, right? Yeah. So you, you so basically the first year you 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 get your return of eight percent. Next year it'd be six percent, and then and as you further got further down the cycle you got, you get less of return. But at least you made some money up front that you can spend immediately. And at the end of the duration, you get the principal value back. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, they, like they, it's, it's holding a nugget that you can spend. Yeah, the they, they, when, when they pay you issuance on the interest of a bond, they pay you it every year. Sometimes it's every month, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. So you get the interest, but the principal value stays sealed until the duration. And then you get it back. Yeah, but you can also resell your bonds in the market for a higher principal value if somebody wants to get the interest yield. Interesting. Yeah. Indebtedness. The most common types of bonds include municipal, which is your local municipality. That means Water like, and yeah, if you live in Sacramento, Sacramento wants to do a project. They sell bonds. They pass a bond measure. You guys fucks, you vote on it. It gets passed. And then our taxes go up to pay back the bond. So we, you guys are agreeing to pay back this bond to what? Open up a new tranny bar downtown. Wait, why would we have to pay for a tranny bar? Shouldn't there be somebody? Well, you don't like thing? trannies? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Why? I don't feel like you I should have to pay for it. fucking faggot. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I've seen a lot of chicks I'd suck their dick. Come on. <laughs> as long as it presents as a woman. Anyway. Yeah, so th that's a muni bond. <laughs> corporate bonds. Corporate bonds are critical, too. So say corporate bonds can, can apply to small businesses. So if you're a small business, say like the place we work, 2,000 employees, <clears throat> and you want to expand, you'd, it, you'd, you'd apply for a bond, sell into market. Somebody would buy it, or they would put it into a a, 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 C, a CLO, collateralized loan obligation, and they'd chop it up and sell it into the market, and you sell it in tranches, is what you would do. So, but but you as a consumer, you could buy part of that tranche and get a return on it. But depending on what part of the tranche you buy, is your return. So if you bought the AAA portion, you'd get a very low return. 
But if you bought the high risky triple B, your return would be like 10%. As long as nothing went wrong. Yeah, if it went wrong and they defaulted, you get zero. Get but zero. the people that are AAA get paid first. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So there's that. Um, bonds can be in a mutual fund or can be in a private investing where a person would give a loan to the company or the government. That would be like a war bond. Okay. So I know no one's ever taught these things. I hope this is – you guys are trying to – these are critical things to understand when we, when we start talking about the Federal Reserve. These are all critical components to, to how the, how this thing operates. Yeah. So yeah, go back you, to minute three and listen all yeah. over again. I did do some research on bonds, and apparently I didn't do enough. <laughs> James Bond. So the I next know. topic, since since we covered bonds, the next good one we cover is interest. Interest. Yeah. So interest in finance and economics is a payment from the borrower or depositor taking financial institution to a lender or depositors of a amount above repayment of the principal sum. At the particular rate, it is distinct from a fee which the borrower may pay to the lender or some third party. So basically, they, they, they give you compensation for the money that you're giving up for the duration. Who would, who would lend money to somebody at that, at, that, at that amount without a compensation? Your compensation is the interest. Right. I remember I know, the day I, I learned that. I know everybody wants to think there should be no interest rates. Yeah, puppies and rainbows. Yeah, that's, that's insane. You would not lend that kind of money. Would you lend $20,000 to somebody for four years with no return? No, no just to be a nice guy. Well, what's, just understand that. So if the Fed Reserve has a 2% inflation rate every year, why in the fuck would you lend money out? Yeah, so you get, you're, yeah you're literally, you'd loan them 20000 and get fifteen back. Yeah. It'd still be 20000 but it has the spending power of fifteen. Yes. Shit. The, these are critical things to understand, and no one's ever really taught a lot of these things. So the government issue is they have a yeah, lot of new stuff. Why isn't this in high school civics? Oh, they don't teach high school civics. Anymore, you think they? teachers understand any of the stuff we're talking? <laughs> no, they'd fall asleep teaching it. The, they 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 don't even, they can't even begin begin to comprehend interest. <laughs> I, I've listened to enough teachers talk where I'm very fucking unimpressed. Yeah, you're a bunch of f students. You're not even fucking d's. You're f's. We should all be fucking fired. My friend's a teacher. Well, you know, but with the unions, <laughs> in school he's copying me all the time. So I don't know how he became a teacher, but he did. Oh, that was the one guy with the, the D student with the Yeah. Union. So there's there's we talked other, about that. <laughs> there's other vehicles that the government has to to actually get a hold of money too. And one of the other vehicles is called a treasury bill. And all treasury bills are short-term debt margins. So they 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 range from uh I think it's 1 month, 2 months, it's no, it's 4 weeks, 8 weeks, 8 8 so weeks. broke down by the weeks. 16 weeks, 32 weeks and then 52. And those are treasury bills. Treasury bills is all short-term debt duration that our that our government sells, and they those are good ones too. But the problem is th those return on those is like less than 0.5 percent right now. It at 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 a, at a duration they were actually negative. So you'd have to buy a million of them just to get any decent return, right? No, you won't, because if you bought a million, you by the time you you went to why would you buy those? It like there's times if if you look at the if you go to the Treasury bill direct and look at the rates and go back three months, those are trading at a negative margin. So if you bought a million dollars worth of Treasury bills in six weeks, you get less money back. Physically, Ouch. get less money back. But is it helping? Is it helping society? Who in the fuck would buy a <laughs> Treasury at a negative rate? Negative. Did people? Did anybody do that? Yes. Why? I don't know, because they're looking for safe haven assets. Oh, just in case everything else is on fire, they'll still have that. 
at a deteriorating rate. Well, the, the thing is, pe- so people would get them and then turn around and sell them to other people looking for to park, to park their money somewhere. Amway. This, <laughs> well, think about it, if you have sell a... Sell it to a sucker, make them So the this where it makes more sense. Let, let, let's understand this a little more. So if you have a bank like Wells Fargo that's risky as fuck and you don't really know where they're at and you have some money parked there and you have the option to buy short-term treasury bills, what do you think... Who do you think is more likely to pay their, their debt back? Wells Fargo or the U.S. government? Oh, I don't... I, the U.S. government can print money and give it to you. Okay, there you go. Can like, Wells give me the Fargo, answer. I don't know who to trust in that Can situation. Wells Fargo print money and give it to you? Wells no. Fargo's in some deep shit and nobody even knows about it. Really? That's why they're so nice to me every time I call up customer service. So that's... that's and those are treasury bears. And now there's, there's treasury notes. That's a T-note. So treasury notes are broken in, in the durations of two... Five, ten, I don't know, fifteen. I think fifteen year might be one in a thirty year, and those treasury notes actually set long term interest rates in the market for mortgages, and those are trading at an abysmal rate right now. Those are trading sub one. I, I think they're around point five. So you you can buy a fucking a ten year treasury note from the government, and it pays point five percent return on that. But if you have a two percent inflation rate, which we know it's higher. At the duration of that, you're getting fucking screwed. And people are buying these, so they're buying them and flipping them in the market. They buy them, and they, and they sell them at a higher principal amount. So bonds are trading like fucking stocks right now. It's the weirdest thing. Is it literally like feeding? Is this why they don't teach you this in school so that those people can literally sell you a bond? You're like, this is such a good idea. And, and you know what gets me? These are the same yeah. fuckers that say, why would you buy gold? <laughs> yeah. Dude. You know what gold's at right now? Gold's about to break $2,200. Yeah. You know where the dollar's at? The dollar's almost at 90 on the Dixie, on the Y. So within the last fucking, probably last four months, the dollar's just been crashing. No one knows about this because no one follows economics. Well, I can still get a Fritos burrito for a dollar though, right? Yeah, but <laughs> but but the thing is, even though I said gold's at almost 2200 gold isn't really worth more. The dollar's just worth that much less. Oh, so if the dollar, uh, the value of gold, uh, blah. The value of a dollar went up, then the value of gold would go down? Kind of, yes. Like if you just scorched earth the fucking money supply, then... If you contracted it and made it shrink, yeah. But the problem is gold's at the highest it's ever been in every other country right now. So if you took your gold to any country, it's worth... Fuck. It's worth a lot here. You take the gold outside the U.S., holy fuck, it is worth so much right now. They've actually put a ban in India on buying gold. Oh, no shit. Because everybody's flooding... Because everybody's leaving their fiat currency in India... And move it into gold. Because the, the currency is exploding. Beirut, that same... Hey, Lebanon, with a bomb, this one happened. Everybody's been doing an accident, and their currency going to gold, too. A lot of places around the world are getting the fuck out of their fiat currencies. Because the currency... The fiat currency can be worth less and less and less. If you own gold, the, the gold doesn't get worth more. It, it just... It costs more the fiat money to get the gold. But you still have the same value. You're, you're preserving the purchasing power the of purchasing your money. The purchasing power, yeah. That's, that's all it does. You're you're basically putting a you're you're putting a stop margin, so if you spend a thousand dollars of your currency to buy gold, you have now put a placeholder of what your thousand dollars at that time will buy in the future. Hmm. So your currency can keep getting devalued, but the gold will will reclaim what that purchasing power at that time was when you bought. Oh, the this gold. is going to be so much fun. We're going to have to come back to that when we start going down the history of the Federal Reserve and what they were attempting to do. Right. Now, it, now it actually is going to make a lot more sense in about a half an hour. <laughs> okay. So the next term is rate of return. Rate of return. Oh, yeah. yeah. In finance, return is a profit of an investment. It comprises, it 
comprises any change in the value of the investment and or cash flows which the investor receives from the investment, such as interest payments or dividends. It, be me it may be measured in either in absolute terms or as a percentage of the amount invested. And why this is important is the whole thing we're harping with bonds. Why would you buy a bond if you don't have a rate of return on it? Exactly. Unless you're going The whole it. reason a capital market works is a return on your investment. If you remove the mechanism of return on your investment, what's the incentive to invest into anything? Nothing. Nothing. You might as well be playing a slot machine at that point. Yeah, you've, re you've removed the mechanism of how a capital market works. Cal capitalism requires a return on investment, a risk analysis. So if the risk analysis is risky with no return... How many people are going to play that yeah, game? Yeah, that's a pass. That's yeah. a pass. Yeah. Keep, keep coming up with ideas, though. That's <laughs> no, but but that's why a rate of return is critical. We all make judgments all day. At what's the return on what I'm doing? There needs to be a rate of return. Or you wouldn't go to fucking work unless there was a Fuck return. Fuck no, you want to. Hey, why would, well, I mean, or a gun in your back. I mean, whatever. Give us some time. Holiday in Cambodia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go hang out with the bourgeoisie. Hey. Say, this is the next term, and I've hit on this before with you. Velocity of money. Oh yeah, and this is Sounds where cooler than it is. Yeah, <laughs> and this and this is usually this is the spark that causes the damage for inflation. So velocity of money is a measurement of the number of times that the average unit of currency is used to purchase goods and services within a given time period. The concept relates to the size of the economic activity to a given money supply, and the speed of the money exchange is one of the variables that determine inflation. So we haven't really seen a ton of fucking inflation. We've gotten lucky. And the reason we haven't seen it is a lot of people are sitting on their money to a degree. And you can look at you can look at some of the savings and it does support it. But if the cost of goods continue to go up, those people that are actually sitting on money, they're not stupid. They're watching that. So what happens when those players get off the bench and they start liquidating a lot of the, the dollars they have to buy hard assets, gold, property, different things. That are they're they're gonna move in correlation with inflation, but get them off the dollar. Is that is that what would cause the crash? That would cause the pickup of of, an, of inflationary cycle. There's a like lot a of people. Major uptick kind of. Yeah, thing. because everybody's spending everything. So now you have an insane amount of money chasing a fuck ton of goods. So it let's use this. Say you're a business owner and you have a bullshit shop and you're selling bongs. Use that. Say all of a sudden within a week, man, you're selling bongs like fucking wildfire. Non-stop. Boom. You can't keep on the shelves. Are you going to charge the same amount? Or are you going to raise the price? Yeah. Now, when you don't have a thing full of bongs, now this $35 bong is $135 because it's the only one. So what happens right? What happens? What's that, what happens when you go from a $35 bong to $100 bong and they're selling at the same pace? You're going to make a shit ton of money. Why would you not raise the rates? Why would you not raise your prices anymore? You're not having an issue moving the inventory. Well, supply and demand, one of the basic fundamentals of capital. And I that, but the reason prices go up is to decrease the purchasing of the goods. It's to slow it down. It's taken off too fast. Yes. Yeah. Look at it. So, but if you move it up and the purchasing stays at the rapid pace, and then you move it up and it stays at the rapid pace, and then you move it up and it, what do you think happens to the price of all the goods? Is that more like a warning sign than anything else? No, because once it trickles to that area, you're fucked. It takes off. Oh, you're like, already too deep then. Yeah. It, once that, <clears throat> once you crest that area. Where everybody's trying to raise prices to offset to demand want, and no, and it doesn't change anybody's behavior. And then you raise it again, and everybody's still buying at the frequency, and you keep raising it, and it doesn't change the frequency of the purchasing being done. 
That shit ripples like wildfire. Everybody sees it and they start raising their prices. And then oh, and then, and then that's and, the problem. And then okay. everybody sees these prices raising, so they start spending their money faster because they realize they can't buy uh, as much. Isn't that what you were talking about? Was happening in Lebanon? Not Lebanon. Well, that 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 kind of happened in Lebanon, but we more Weimar Republic in Germany is a prime example. When they're just pulling their money out of the bank as fast as they can to buy it today, because tomorrow it's going to be more. Yeah, expensive. I mean, there's stories where you go in to buy it, you go and go into a steakhouse to get a steak, and you go in there and the steak's sixty dollars, and then you come out and the steaks worth, and when you get ready to pay your bill, it's worth two thousand. <laughs> that fast. That fast. So, but the menus is sixty. Yeah, sure does. Did you read the vi- revised one? We put it on the wall. While you were eating. Yeah, while you were eating. <laughs> there's fucking horrible books. To Dude, tell you, that sounds like a nightmare. People carrying wheelbarrows of money because they ain't worth fucking. No, off. I've seen the pictures of that. Yeah, so that's uh, why lo- they the old loaf of bread. That's why they can't pay their NATO bill right now, right? Who Germany? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know about this. This is during World War One and World War Two. Oh, gotcha. World War they, between one and two. They was... went. Through, they went to two cycles of hyperinflation. Did right. we cause the first one in World War One with the Treaty of Versailles? We fucked them and made them pay back. Every country they did damage to. Yeah, so they just so, decided to print a shit ton of money yeah, to make it it's easier. Like, to okay, print, you, pay yeah, back. you want us to pay this debt off? Done. Let's press the print button and we'll hand all this money yeah, to everybody. That fucking, they probably that that printer press fucking never works. Over. Oh yeah, fucking bearing <laughs> seizing up, man. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah, it but, going. but that's the snare, thing snare. when you do that to a country and they're like, well, fine, we'll just print money, and that's what led to the Bretton Woods. That whole thing of them doing that is what leads uh. into Bretton Woods, and it's what uh, is what forced us to step in. And the whole idea of Bretton Woods, we'll we'll, we'll turn we'll tear that apart, was to prevent countries from printing money, because that's the that's that's the end result through history. You can go back all the way to Greece, and that's the always the same. Oh yeah, result. when they stopped using precious metal to make their coins and yeah, use the cheap coins, copper. and now you got a fuck ton of cheap yeah. coins out Co- there. Gold's hard to get. What's this print copper? Yeah, cool. Done. We have a ton of these. Well, I have three. Of these. Worth fuck all. Well, three of these bought that last week. Well, this week it's going to take twelve of those. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. In the time that we've had this conversation, I need 15. Okay, fine. Here's your 15. 16? 17? And this leads <laughs> to the last. And a lot of people don't we really... We made it! People don't really don't understand what this, what this terminology is. The last one's hyperinflation. So, in economics, it is a very high and typically accelerating inflation. It quickly erodes the real value of the local nation's currency as the prices of all goods increase. Say it again. <laughs> Do it sexy this time. Ooh, <laughs> hyperinflation. <laughs> you gotta cup the balls while you're getting fucking boned from behind, because that's what's happening. You're, going, <laughs> you're getting go. front to back action is what's going on. Uh, so hyperinflation is an is in economics is a very high, typically accelerating inflation. It quickly erodes the real value of the local nation's currency as prices of all goods increase. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Everything happens just fast as fuck. Yeah, your prices go up to to stave off the high buying rate, so so goods don't fly off the shelves. But when you raise them and it doesn't affect that, and then you raise them again and it doesn't affect it, then all of a sudden everybody is doing this thing where they're trying to diminish people from buying. At the same time, people are realizing, oh fuck, like everything's going up in price. I can't be. Think about it. if so. Say say we start to see the cycle, and you're sitting on twenty thousand dollars in the bank, and all of a sudden goods start going up. These hard full. Are you going to continue to hold on to twenty? No, you better get to Costco and get your shit stacked now. Yeah, you, or like with gas prices, when you know they're on their way up, build a fucking tank now. Yeah, yeah. because this weekend it's going to be up to five dollars. And that's the thing is, we, you, so these people that are sitting on a lot of capital, waiting for good times to invest it, or maybe buy a house for the first time, and all these different things. 
if they start seeing that tick off, they're not. Who's not, no one's going to want to hold on to that capital, and then th- that's that's when people come off the bench, and start throwing some serious money out of their savings into the economy. But what a natural thing is, if that happens, could that potentially fix it? No. So no it matter ex- what, it just accelerates it. It exacerbates more. it because then the Fed sees what's happening. So what what's the tool? The two tools in the Fed's toolbox. Interest. And what's the other one? Lending. Printing money. Oh. Interest in yeah. the old Crayola. Yeah. You got a hammer and a hammer. A hammer and a hammer. <laughs> Smash. So, and so, we're the whack-a-mole. So right? if, if we're at 0% interest and we're printing way outside of our skis right now, where's the tools to combat that scenario? At that point, I mean, you print money, you're fucked. You lend. Negative? Why would you lend? Negative? Why would you, why would you lend to anybody? Yeah, it most likely isn't even. Oh, here's twenty thousand dollars, that's going to be worth five thousand dollars by the time you pay it back. Well, not even that, but okay. So I'm gonna lend you money, but yeah, yell into me at negative rate. What do you mean, like, like negative? Like you're gonna pay me to take the yeah, money. like negative five percent. So you're gonna give me twenty, and then when I'm done, I'll give you like um, eighteen. Fifteen. Like eighteen thousand back. And by the way, interest is gonna wreck you. I mean, inflation is gonna wreck what the money's worth, anyways. So I'm gonna spend it now, and you're gonna get fucked in the future. Take that, monopoly guy. <laughs> <laughs> but these are all critical things that people need to understand. No one ever lays these things out. No one does a good job explaining. Them. I don't even know if I did a good job explaining. I won't know until I listen to this motherfucker and see how dumb I sounded. I feel like I learned a lot just in this course. Yeah, me too. My head hurts. Now I got to go do some more studying when I get home. Yeah. So, but that, that's basically the foundation kind of where it's at and what we're going to do on the, the next part of this. We're actually going to break down. The Federal Reserve's what their mandates are, what their job is, what central banks' jobs are, because there is there is a justification for them. But the problem is always like with any government or any institution that gets a lot of power. Corruption. What corruption? It, well, that's what actually a lot of my notes are on exactly that yeah. is the corruption and who these players are. Yeah, I hope you guys did that because I didn't do that. Oh, shit. I did a lot of that, and okay. it's, it's some scary shit. Yeah, it's a lot of scary shit. I mean, these people, like, it's funny that you brought up World War One in Germany because that was actually this particular family that did that intentionally um, in order to establish central banks. Most of the wars we've been in in the last hundred years was to establish central banks so that these people can have control. You, you know what the funny thing is? And if you try, to, you try to explain this to anybody what we discovered, like, you're fucking stupid. It's like, why? Like, that could never happen. You realize that was a hundred years ago? And we have like over 4,000 4, years of economic history where this 100% cycle of the fiat currency has played out a fuck ton of times in human history. Mm-hmm. And the laws of economics never change. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers <laughs> game the system. It works. Everybody buys it. And then the fucking whole nation goes to shit. Don't think America's not above that. Oh, who'd have thought like the 80s and 90s were the golden age and now we're just sitting on the residual sloppy, floppy tits I would, I would, of the country. I would make the argument that the golden age for the U.S. was realistically between 1930 to 1971 when we had a legitimate hard back currency. Because so, well, I, I can't attest to that. I, I don't, I don't want to go too much into it because back in the day before we got the gold standard, you can go to a bank and redeem your dollars in fucking gold. And they had to have it on hand. They had to. All right. It might take a day. It might take a week. But they had to give you a hard asset. So if you thought your currency was going to shit, a dollar was going to go through a wreckage, you can go to the bank and pull fucking gold out and sit on your gold until you thought the, the until you thought the dollar was doing fine. Is that why Jewish people have that bag of gold around their? Well, neck? think about it. if so. If you have twenty twenty thousand dollars back then was a fuck ton. 
So if you had $20,000 in the bank and you weren't sold on where the dollar was going, you can go out and pull $10,000 of that in gold just to hedge your position. And that's like a real savings, though. It like is. Nobody took this gold from you. Yeah, and you no. could take it and bury it in the backyard. Hmm. Under the pool so nobody else could get it. Yeah, or put it right next to your fucking guns at so you can shoot the motherfucker in the face if he tries to take it. Isn't that always the thing? You keep you keep the, the the gun in the door so when you open it up and hand them the gold, they don't actually see your other hand. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> Boom. All right. But I, I just laugh when I when I people don't understand what gold is. They they got this view that it's like that's crazy talk. No, you're crazy because you haven't studied an ounce of human history. That's again, yeah. I 100. percent you, you your knowledge of talk hum- about doomed to repeat. Yeah, it. your knowledge of human history is the last 30 years. Mm. Do you understand? That's like the last two months of your life it's on a the drop mark. in a fucking bucket. Yeah. yeah. So if you're 35, you now examine your entire life through a two month lens. You know what's interesting? So you, the, what you've been doing the last two months is how you lived your entire life. You fucking retard. No, there's actually nowadays a lot more comparisons to us in the Roman Empire, especially in the last days. Rome, France, UK, all these countries have done exactly what we're doing now. Oh yeah, and you know what's weird though? Played out the sociological byproduct of. In the end, you can always tell we're there because we're more infatuated with being distracted by technology, sex, and pleasure. Let me tell the story because I thought this was a good one. There's so I went on a road test one time with this fucking dude. Fucking dude. And he was an economics (laughs) master major, where the fuck, and we were talking about economics. And it, it was right, it was probably about, I want to say, September of last year. And we were talking about the market and everything like that. And, I, and we were talking about how interest rates went negative in Europe and they're still going negative and all this stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, who would buy that? Who would buy a negative yielding bond? He's like, yeah, it's a safe asset. And so it's negative. You, every it's like cent- the opposite of a safe Every asset. central bank has a mandated 2% loss of your purchasing power and you have a negative rate of return. He said, well, you don't have any options. Well, you can buy gold. Well, why would you buy that? Because it's a store of product- productivity value. He said, how do you figure that? And then I gave him the breakdown. He's like, I don't know about that. So, didn't you? He's did an you, indoctrinated economics. Did, did you study economics? He's like, yeah. I was like, nobody talked about gold? He's like, no. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's what we're turning out of the universities. Zero understanding of why gold is a marker. Oh, college is definitely the same spe- education no matter what, whether you're lesbian dance theory major <laughs> or everybody's weaving baskets underwater at the end of the exactly. day. Oh, exactly, <laughs> dude. That's that's sad. All it is is about how fast can you hit a beer bong and avoid a rape charge. I wouldn't even say beer bong. Orange man bad. I don't think any of these fuckers have lived it, did anything or lived anything exciting or wild. You don't no. think that so? they're not doing like we I think a do? lot of them are milk toast as fuck and they're protesting. That's yeah. why they're protesting. Oh, because they got nothing they else have no going purpose for them. In life. Yeah. It's true. They really don't. You hear me? You hear me, milk toast fuckers? And on that note, hey, we'll see you for episode two.